Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Irrational Realist, a lighthearted take on everything from A to Y, because I know nothing about Zen, zebras, or zombies, so why fake it? I'm Mark Smith, your host, and from the Oxford Dictionary, irrational is without logic or reason. So, for example, Dallas Cowboys fans every single year thinking their team's going to win the Super Bowl. And a realist, a person that welcomes a situation for what it is and is prepared to deal with it accordingly. So, like, not a Cowboys fan ever. So, in short, the irrational realist will present everything the way I see it and subtract the logic just to keep it light. It'll be a playful look at pets and vacation spots, artificial intelligence, the only type of intelligence we have these days, I think, food, aliens, music, ghosts, movies, and yodeling, because I needed a why, and who doesn't like a good yodel now and then? So sometimes I'll be flying solo, sometimes I'll have guests, but for now, let's just sit back, dive in together, and enjoy this installment. My first podcast is going to be entitled Pets. They're just like family, but fun. Now, I talked to a lot of people over the past few months about making a podcast, and they all said the same thing to me. Your first one is your worst one. Now, I'd like not to live up to that, but at the same time, it can only get better from here. I understand that. So that's why I kind of chose pets for my first one. Um, it's a topic that's very subjective. We all see pets a little bit different, right? Some pets are workers. Some are for enjoyment. Some are totally just companions, family members. We have pets for therapy. And pets can really mean all different types of things anymore. Dogs, cats, birds, reptiles, fish, hamsters, and other rodent-y type things. Really anything you can love, nurture, and take pictures of to post on social media can be called a pet. Yes, I guess a cow can be a pet, but we're sticking to the ones that can be kept inside the house. In fact, in 1975, there was a different definition for a pet. It was called Pet Rocks. A guy named Gary Dahl sold over $1 million in Pet Rocks at $4 a piece and became a multimillionaire. Yes, I, I had one. Each rock came with a manual of care and training to teach your rock commands like sit and stay, which were the easiest ones. And come and shake, which were, let's be honest, nearly impossible. Sadly, Gary passed away in 2015, and it was rumored that everybody at the funeral got stoned. All right, so let's throw out some mindless statistics. Oof. No, statistics are not fun. But almost 90% of households in the U.S. own pets. There's 65 million dogs at number one. Not a big surprise. Cats are number two, 46 million. But the big surprise is fish are number three at 11 million. We spent a whopping $136 billion on our pets last year. So if we do some quick math, there are about 332 million people in the U.S. and 90% of the households own a pet. So that equates to $912.75 each household each year. Now, I don't know about you all, but I spent way more than that on my pets last year. So somebody needs to up their game. If you didn't spend $912.75 last year on your pet, well, get out there and buy some toys, treats, and doggy clothes and help PetSmart have a banner year this year. 
FYI, they made $7 billion with a B last year. This last stat is not one that I really like a whole lot because it says 43% of people got their pets from a store while only 38% got from a rescue. Now, I would love to see those numbers reversed. Uh, Personally, I'd like to see everybody go out and rescue a pet. That should be on your bucket list. Rescue pets are the best pets. I have four and they tend to have something extra. They know they've been saved and they spend the rest of their lives thanking you for it. Um, except for cats. Cats don't thank you for it. In fact, cats don't really care. They just walk in their new home, kind of look around and go, well, I guess this will do. But like I said, I have four. I have Jackson, the protector, Molly, the clown and Lily. She's the little one. She's the instigator. And uh, probably only one of the three that is actually a lap dog. They all think they're lap dogs. She's just the only one that actually fits the bill. And of course, like I said, Allie, Allie is our token cat. Um, Allie's got a little bit of a story to him. We thought he was a she for five years. For five years, we thought we had a female black cat until we took her to the vet. And the vet says, no, you have a male cat. And we said, no, 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 she's a female. And he goes, I've been doing this 40 years. This is a male cat. But Allie got over it, and now he's well-adjusted. And that's the brood at the Smith Reynolds household, all loved and spoiled rotten. So if you already have your pet, or you're heading out today to the Humane Society to adopt one, Let's talk about the things you can buy for your pet because you can spend as much money as you want to on food and toys and activities for your furry friend. Let's begin with pet foods. There are all different kinds of pet foods out there. For people on a budget, you have the Old Roy brand from Walmart, which is about $15 a truckload, all the way up to Blue Buffalo and designer food from Rachel Ray. Comes in a variety of flavors. You can get natural dog food. And dog food for special diets like weight control, digestive issues, food sensitivities. There's food just for puppies, food for older dogs, and food for pets with issues like urinary issues or glycobalance issues. And of course, we all know what glycobalance is. I did not, so I had to look it up. And it supports blood glucose levels. So those of you who have pets with blood glucose level issues, you have a pet food just for that. Even custom foods are diagnosed by a vet specifically for your pet. Not to mention the people that cook and meal prep fresh ingredients for their pet, like my mom. Yes, my mom's dog Maggie eats like a queen. I remember growing up and coming out to the kitchen to the smell of a homemade breakfast, only be told it was for the dog and I can make my own breakfast. Good times. All right, let's keep spending that money. There are supplies like toys and grooming supplies, crates, and all kinds of beds. Furniture for your pet. How about the Doggy Chase Lounge? Everyone needs one of those. Elevated couches to keep your dog off the floor and self-cooling blankets so your dog doesn't overheat. Collars and leashes of every color, fabric, and design known to man. Eating and water bowls standard, ergonomic, or automatic feeding in case you are lazy. Excuse me, in case you forget. Training and behavior aids like electric fences, bark collars. Oh my gosh, bark collars are invaluable if you have a barker. I have one. Her name is Molly. (coughs) Yes, she is a barker. I got her a bark collar, and now all I have to do is show her the remote, 
and she knows exactly what that means. She stops barking, whether she has the collar on or not. So if you don't have a bark collar and you have a barking dog, go out and get a bark collar. I don't care which one because I don't have any advertisers yet. Okay, fine. Here's one for the kitties. Kitty caps, little plastic caps that fit over your cat's nails so they don't tear up the furniture. Now, can you imagine putting these little colored or glittered sleeves over your cat's nails as they sit there all nice and pretty? No, it doesn't quite work like that. However, we did manage to do it to Allie over about two hours one day. And no, he did not like it one bit. They ended up coming off in a week or so, and he was back to tearing up the carpet with a fury and a vengeance this time. Never again. Are you the type that likes to dress your pet up? Well, we're not. Well, most of us aren't. My wife liked to dress Lily up from time to time, and she would buy all these specific outfits for different seasons. Lily absolutely hated it and would work endlessly to try to remove the clothes. Finally hit him, and I think my wife's forgotten about him. So that's the end of the clothes. Okay, let's be honest. If anyone can go overboard with their pets, it's us Americans. To the outlandish category with pet supplies, doggy and kitty rafts so they can float down the river with mom and dad on their own raft. Outdoor tents and beds because regular tents and beds just won't do. Air salons and spas, little air conditioned or heated cubes for cats and small dogs to feel pampered. Doggy beer. Because who hasn't dreamt about tossing a few brewskis back with your best friend during the Bengals game? Well, now it's not a dream. It's reality. Huh. I know, right? But this is America. We're not done yet. Tattoos for your pet. Yes, now you and your pet can get matching tattoos and those matching sleeves you always wanted. Pet high chairs. I'm not sure if this is such a bad idea because we all know our pets are going to stare at us through the entire dinner process anyway. So why not put them in their own chair and get them right up there at the table? Treat launchers. This is kind of my personal favorite. 100% endorse this. You can sit back, put their favorite treats in there, and just shoot them all over the house, and your dog or cat can go retrieve them. Heck, you don't even need a pet. Just use them and shoot your family members. And the weirdest one, butt covers. This is to cover the anus of your pet to preserve your pet's integrity in public. Or just draw attention to the fact that he or she has a sticker of a flower on their butthole. And the absolute cherry on top, a dog or cat translator, so you no longer have to wonder what they're saying. You can even have it translated into your own language. Now, I'm not 100% sure if these really work because most of the apps are for your phone and they're less than $10. I mean, what kind of accuracy are you really getting for less than $10? I can't even get Siri to accurately text what I'm slowly saying one word at a time into my phone. How is an app going to figure out what a dog is barking or a cat is meowing? Plus, I'm not sure I really want to know anyway in most cases. I'm okay thinking they're just telling me what a great person I am and how lucky they are to be in my life. Ignorance is bliss. Let's talk insurance. Pet insurance, to be specific. Now, this isn't necessarily a bad idea. Vet bills can be in the thousands, especially if it's an ER visit. For the cost of a couple vanilla bean creme frappuccinos from your favorite coffee haunt, you can ensure your pet's health just in case. Up to 100% coverage in some cases, although 70 to 80% is average in most cases. 
I don't want to make this sound like a commercial, but if you're looking for pet insurance, I suggest Lemonade is the most popular and probably the best coverage, according to several sites. I do own Lemonade stock, so this is a shameless plug for my portfolio. There are other ones from Nationwide, ASPCA, MetLife, Fetch, and Embrace. And also companies are starting to offer pet insurance to their employees in the benefit packages. Morgan Stanley, American Cancer Society, Lionsgate, Red Bull, and Wingstop are a few, as well as a bevy of small software companies I have never, ever heard of, but have good benefits if you happen to be a Pomeranian or Calico. If you can't own a pet for their lives, do it for yours. Look, pets are just fun to have around, but they also help extend our lives. The Animal Health Foundation has documented eight health benefits of owning a pet. Number one, more physical activity. If you have a dog, they need exercise. You play outside, you walk in the park. If they get to the exercise, then you get the exercise. Number two, less stress. Cortisol is a hormone induced by stress. Pets help reduce your cortisol levels dramatically. Pets in hospitals, assisted living facilities, and even work, especially during highly stressful times of year like tax season, holidays, and Dallas Cowboy football games. Number three, lower blood pressure. Yes, pets can help with hypertension up to 10%. So again, you Cowboy fans, you should always watch the game with your pet. The end result will be the same, but you'll feel better about it. Number four, cat owners here. This one's for you. Cat owners are 40% less likely to have a heart attack. I mean, come on. Cats are pretty chill and don't really get excited about much, and that may rub off on their humans, or people with low risk of heart disease are more likely to be cat people. Either way, cat people rejoice, even if your cat doesn't. Number five, alleviate depression. Yes, we can all agree that in those darkest moments when a pint of ice cream and sad songs seems to be the best medicine, a pet can cheer you up much faster. Whether they nudge you for attention, curl up on your lap, or produce an epic pet fail while trying to jump onto the bed, pets are an instant pick-me-up when you're feeling low. Yes, again, even cowboy fans. Number six, allergy prevention. Yes, I have to admit, this one threw me for a loop. Both my sons are allergic to our pets, so this took a little more convincing. But a study showed that infants that were in contact with pets when they were young were 50% less likely to have allergies later in life. So when your friends won't come over because you have pets and they have a baby, throw that stat back at them. They probably won't still come over, but at least it won't be Fido's fault. Number seven, low blood sugar detection. Apparently, some dogs have a natural ability to detect a drop in blood sugar. With some training, these dogs are able to warn their humans before it becomes dangerous. I think this one is particularly cool. I don't suffer from low blood sugar, but I'm amazed at how animals can sniff that out. Pun intended. Wow, tough crowd. Finally, number eight, less likely for a stroke. This must be payment for the number of times you've had to clean out that disgusting litter box, but owning a cat cuts a person's risk of having a stroke by more than 33%. Researchers theorize that petting a cat can lower stress or that the type of people who own cats are already stress-free naturally. Whichever is true, I think you should go out and adopt a cat today, or you can have my male that used to be a female, and we both win. So I have to ask, do your pets have quirky little oddities? Yes. Well, so do mine. Molly, 
the clown and the barker will sit in front of me and just stare. I get a little weirded out, to be honest, sometimes. I'll say, Molly, what do you want? And she'll just give me a low growl or woof. I'll ask again, and she does the thing. And I'm not sure if she's trying to tell me something or just mocking me at that point. But eventually, she'll just go away in disgust, probably saying what a moron I am. I'm just happy I don't have that pet translator at that point. Now, I know I've labeled Molly as the barker, but Lily, our little chihuahua, barks at everything that moves, has once moved, or may move in the future. She will literally wake herself up barking, then runs to the door to see what it was. Then the other two have to run to the door thinking they missed something. And I'm like, guys, Lily was dreaming. There's nothing there. Stop barking. But Lily keeps barking just in case something moves so she can redeem herself. I once heard a saying that if a leaf falls in a forest and no one is there to see it, will a chihuahua still bark? The answer is yes. Jackson, on the other hand, is the protector in the group. He has so far protected us from the Amazon guy, the FedEx guy, the UPS guy, the mailman, the trash guy, countless solicitors, and thousands of blowing leaves, birds, and car lights in the night. Each time, sauntering back to the living room like he just saved the world from impending doom. Thanks, Jax. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't include Allie in the conversation. He is a cat, so it's not like he does a lot of odd things except lay around, but he does have one little quirky oddity. He only drinks filtered water. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, you probably only give him filtered water. No, if we give him tap water, then he will go over to the filter and lick it until we give him the filtered water. My final segment is on five interesting and unique stories from Petland. Number one is the Purina Pro Plan Doggy Challenge in Huntington Beach, California. Each year, dogs compete in four events. The Frisbee Catch for their athleticism. The Obstacle Course for their speed and agility. A doggy diving competition where they're judged more on distance rather than their form. And the last is the surfing contest for pets. Yes, Fido and Fifi get out there and hang 10 or I guess hang 18 without their dew claws on some of the toughest surf in the country. Every year, the top dog is crowned champion and trots home with prizes and recognition as the best of the best. Another interesting story comes from Japan. Dog lovers in Japan have stepped up their grooming skills in the new trend of shape grooming their dogs. So groomers are getting paid some big bucks to groom their doggos into geometric circles and squares. No word on how the dogs are taking to this, but their owners cannot seem to get enough. That's one trend I'd like to see right where it is. It's one thing having your hedges look like dogs. It's another thing having your dogs look like hedges. Huh? Here's a strange and unsettling story from Ohio. Go Buckeyes. A Toledo one was going blind in her left eye. When she was tested, she found out it was from her cat licking her eye. It's a bacteria called Bartonella or cat scratch. It can come from scratching, biting, and licking. Now, I'm not sure why you let your cat lick your eye in the first place, but this is a good reason to stop. From the why didn't I think about this category, a cat library. No, it's not a library decorated with cat stuff, nor is it for checking out cat books, or is it books for cats. It's a library in a government facility in New Mexico where they can check out, well, cats. 
It's really more of an adoption center, but people can come in and check out the cats for an hour or so and take them back to their desks for socialization. I think it's a great idea. We should have cat libraries, dog libraries, reptile libraries, whatever we need to make our day just a little bit better. Correct. And finally, a feel-good story. We've all heard the stories of pets that have been lost or forgotten and traveled miles and miles to reunite with their family again. But what pet has this distinction of traveling the furthest? Well, that belongs to Bobby the Wonder Dog. In 1923, the Brazier family from Silverton, Oregon, was vacationing in Walcott, Indiana. Out on a walk, their dog Bobby was attacked by three dogs and ran away. After a long search, the Brazier family had to return home without their beloved Bobby. Well, six months later, Bobby returned to his family in Oregon, dirty and worn, showing all the telltale signs of walking the entire way across land and water hazards, even the continental divide in the dead of winter. It was said to have been as much as a 3,000-mile trek just to see his family again. After the news of Bobby the Wonder Dog became national news, Many people came forward to say they fed and housed Bobby all along the way. The Brigiers had stopped at several service stations along the return trip to refuel and use the facilities. Each one of them remembers seeing Bobby stop in as he was tracking their owner's scent. Bobby died three years later and was buried with honors at the Oregon's Humane Society Pet Cemetery. His grave was visited by none other than the famous Rin Tin Tin and a parade is held every year in his honor for the undying show of strength and loyalty. Here's to Bobby, the wonder dog. Well, we've covered a lot of interesting pet formation during this episode. Whether you already own a furry sidekick or are now inclined to go out to your nearest humane society and add a new family member, Remember to always love them and be understanding if they knock over a lamp or have an accident on your freshly cleaned carpet. You know, you go to work, hang out with friends, have hobbies, travel, and otherwise engage in frivolous activities outside the home. But you are all they have. Even if, like us, you have more than one pet to help keep themselves company, you are still their main focus in life, their reason for existence. Love them every chance you get. And be kind when they make a mistake. Their time on this earth is short in comparison to ours. And when they leave it, it'll be devastating for you. Those moments when they comforted you in times of need, amused you when they were playful, and yes, even when they mistook your brand new Gucci shoes for their chew toy, those moments will be all that's left of the most unconditional love we most likely will ever know. So you've just finished the first inaugural podcast of The Irrational Realist. I hope you enjoyed my first attempt and kept in mind that, as I said, my first will be the worst. Not that I intended to make it bad, but each time I will get better and more polished. Until then, please subscribe to The Irrational Realist for the latest episode every two weeks. For now, thank you for listening. And remember, podcast spelled backwards is taco if the S, D, and P are silent.